Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Ooh yeah, living proud and living free. Woo woo. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I am Andrea K. by the way. Dynamite in a dress busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week here on AM 1170, The Answer San Diego. It was just occurring to me as I was hearing that open of This Is My America. There's so much I don't recognize about America right now. Is this your America? I don't know. You want to be a part of tonight's Andrea K. Show? We're going to flush that out, I guess. You know, um, it's part of what we do every night is we're questioning what's going on in our country. And it certainly doesn't look a lot as mu- at least as much as uh, of, of the America I grew up with. Doesn't seem as much like it. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Does this look like your America or what America was supposed to look like? I don't know. We got some stories tonight that kind of defy that. We had Charlie Kirk's event uh, disrupted by some real domestic violence extremists who were actually violent. We got that to rap about. We've got uh, breaking news in the the area of investigations into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. I don't. I. I, I don't know that. Um, investigations are going to lead anywhere to accountability, but they might. So we're going to update you on that. We've got Selwyn Duke who's going to be back with us, who's written a piece about socialism in this country. And certainly we are already on our way, if not already having aspects of socialism or communism taking place in this country. In fact, the latest moves in the banking industry and in the banking system, the financial system is certainly looking like a, a nationalist socialist takeover of that industry. Joe Biden last night, man, he went into some socialist area by announcing that he was just, you know what? Uh, he wasn't going to wait on Congress. He was going to issue an executive order to implement universal background checks, which was, uh, you know, who was who was the OG of socialism? I don't know. I don't know if you would consider Hitler the OG of socialism, but his his uh, gun grab. He was a socialist system, and certainly his gun grab was those topics and more. Hey, email me at andreakshow dot com. I check my email throughout the show. By the way, if you're waiting for me to go back Facebook Live, we are ten days away. That's the latest word from Facebook on my restrictions. Ten days away to me being back on Facebook Live. Love you all. Look forward to getting to wave at you on camera and having you see me. And not that anything happening in the studio is so much. You don't get to see this man. You don't get to see my podna when we're on Facebook Live. Um, but at least you get to see in the studio. So ten days away from that. And who is my podna in crime? It's DJ Potato Skins. Can't hear you, man. You're on the wrong button. 
not the wrong button. Buttons not pressed. I record <laughs> millions of shows each and every day. Sorry about that. No, I like staying behind the behind the glass where I can't be seen. And and spotless the glasses because Skins is quite the particular fastidious human being. In fact. The weather that's happening right now, the only person more aggravated by it than my little boy Gator, who, yes, is a person to me because he doesn't, he's a bit of a dandy and doesn't we're like We're both to get, annoyed by it. He, we're, they're both annoyed. Gator doesn't like his little paws wet on the grass and Skins does not like his car getting gr- wet and because, and getting dirty from the rain. Thank you very much. That's right. Ooh, sounded a little bit like Elvis there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Speaking of America, can somebody give me a name of one foreign entertainer as big as Elvis Presley? You think about the contributions of the United States of America in terms of just the entertainment industry alone, let alone the fact that we've been the world's U.S. military and saved the world from Nazism and communism. And oh, by the way, Elvis was in the military, right? Think of, think of one international superstar what name even comes to mind? Mikhail Baryshnikov, a ballet dancer? Come on, you cannot, you can't compare. As good as he looked in tights, by the way. You still can't compare him to Elvis Presley. Get back to me. Email me at andreacasio.com. Give me the name. That's one of the many reasons they call him the king. Well, I just, or, or, or America. Just, just another example of American exceptionalism and American greatness and what we've done in this country. You can't give me the name of one international superstar from any genre of the entertainment industry, whether it's music, whether it's literature, um, you, you know, and, and don't be adding me over Tchaikovsky because let's be clear, there's not as many fans of Tchaikovsky. Nobody was going to show up crying and throwing their underwear at Tchaikovsky or Beethoven, by the way. Right. And you don't you can't even be adding me on any uh, artist. You know, Van Gogh cut off his own ear. Nobody was cutting. You know, off sometimes it. you and I disagree with music and entertainment. We're spot on the same page with this one. Yeah. I think we need to be highlighting every night of the week, maybe, an aspect of American exceptionalism, what makes us great. And if you don't think that the entertainment industry is a contribution to the world, think about the last time you heard a song and it made you cry. Think about the last time you watched a movie and it brought you to tears or moved you emotionally. The arts is incredibly powerful. It, it, and it's and it's it, and it stirs the soul. It unites people. It connects people. It's incredibly important. Absolutely incredibly important. We were made by God in the image of God. And what is the, in addition to love and the fact that Jesus sacrificed, now I'm going to get into politics in a moment, but I'm on a riff here and it matters to me. Um, what do you think about God, the creation? What's the first part of the Bible? How he created the heavens and the earth. And I, and we were made in God's image and we were made to be creative. And one of the things that's happening in this country as our souls are being sucked out of us, as we're being told that we have to be part of a collective and it, it, this country was founded. One of the things that ties the United States of America, in my opinion, to God and the Bible in terms of creativity is how we are individually and wonderfully made. And the movement on the part of this country towards socialism, communism is to beat that out of you, to deny you your right to have an individual desire, an individual freedom, individual cre- the, your own individual creation, your own thoughts that are based on how wonderfully and individually you were made, right? The forces in this government are trying to deny us that. More on that later as we talk to Selwyn Duke about socialism. Um, 
one of the things that in America that pick, pick your ism, whether it's been any form of communism or socialism or authoritarianism in, in the world's history, it's always been about the elites never having to live under the weight of their own policies. And it's always been about two sets of crimes. I mean, two sets of laws, right? Two different justice systems, one for the elites and one for the peasants. And the American people knew this. And when they were chanting in 2015 and 2016 for Donald Trump, and it was lock her up. And I've said this many times it wasn't just about Hillary Clinton ultimately it was about the fact that we understood as a nation that we were we were already down the road of many of these no co Cuba you know Castro's Cuba whatever systems to where the elites to just commit whatever crimes they wanted to commit and the government was going to cover it up let them get away with it but you were going to be dragged and you were going to be thrown in jail for doing something far less And is there any greater example of how corrupt the United States government is, any greater example of two systems of justice in this country? And not even just between elites and peasants, but between elites. You look at the comparison between how the former president of the United States had the forces of every aspect of our government against him, not to prosecute him for crimes, but actually to try to manufacture crimes that they could hang him for, and that's Trump, compared to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. James Comer, who nobody really knew about, we didn't really talk about Congressman Comer on the show before. He's actually become a force in terms of wanting to investigate. And actually, long before we actually got control of the House of Representatives in the midterms, he was investigating Hunter and he was investigating Joe Biden. We talked about it on the show. He found through his own investigative research that Hunter Biden, the the banking institutions had turned in over 150 SARS, something called... um suspicious activity reports on hunter biden he was already doing the groundwork before the house got uh, got turned over to republicans think about if james comer had had help think about if we didn't have the the uniparty establishment hacks within our own party trump wouldn't have been run out on a rail trump would have been impeached twice we wouldn't have had robert Mueller as the phony special counsel investigator James Comey would have been fired he'd be in jail at least we're finally getting some investigations I don't know where this is going to ultimately lead but we're going to start we're going to play a clip by James Comer then we're going to have a break and then we're going to get into a little bit more detail as to what is going on but here's uh, let's set the stage with this clip by Congressman James Comer about Hunter Biden two weeks ago Sean I subpoenaed a bank for records for three different former Hunter Biden business associates. Uh, One of those associates in particular was Rob Walker. Uh, We got his account. We confirmed that that account uh, around two months after Joe Biden left the office of vice president received a $3 million wire from two individuals directly associated with the Chinese Communist Party. The very next day after that wire was received, uh, the Walker account started transferring money into three different Biden family members' accounts, including a new Biden family member that's never before been identified as someone being involved in the influence peddling scheme. So this is very uh, serious information that we've received very troubling information it does show a pattern that uh, the biden family was receiving money directly from china the biden family was receiving money directly from china 150 suspicious activity reports 
weeks after Joe Biden leaves office. One of the other things Comer said, I believe, in that interview that uh, we didn't bother to pull the clip from, he said, you have to be asking yourself, what did what was going on in the months and the years when Joe Biden was vice president in order to get paid that money and by the Chinese Communist Party? You had a good point to me on the phone earlier today, Skins, before we take a break. Even if you I, I can't remember what it was, but you said along the lines that even if um, election fraud aside, this man had no business getting anywhere near the White House. You leave all the election fraud stuff out of this. What is going on? What we're finding out right now should have disqualified him for holding any elected office. And couldn't we have seen that when had we not had a Republican attorney general named Bill Barr, a supposed Republican in the likes of Christopher Wray at the FBI and others who buried the Hunter Biden laptop story? Was there not already enough? I mean, Comer's having to go through Treasury into the banking situation and using our legal banking industry, using our legal process in terms of subpoenas. But what it Why didn't the FBI do that when they had Hunter Biden's laptop? We had collusion going on between every aspect of our government from the FBI and the DOJ in cahoots with their mouthpieces in the media, including Fox News. The last time I watched Fox News was when Christopher Wallace did the debate with Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and he refused to to let Donald Trump raise anything related to Hunter Biden in the laptop story. And Chris Wallace said, the American people don't, they don't care about that. Well, the heck we don't. Of course we care about it. That's why they had to hide it. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get into a little bit more details about that. And it's absolutely relevant even as we think about the banking industry and, and the collapse that we're seeing in our banking industry. It's all intertwined. Stay tuned. We've got more Andrea K. Show coming up. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before we go any further, DJ Potato Skins has a major announcement regarding the 2024 presidential campaign. Skins. I know people have been, you know, DeSantis, Trump, you know, who's going to get the GOP nomination? <laughs> Andrea, that does not matter anymore after the news we break tonight. Okay. This well, who you got? Justin uh, got it on One America News. The Tiger King himself, <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> has announced his run for president as a libertarian in 2024. (laughs) He's incarcerated, but he says that is not going to stop him. You know what? I'm here for it. Because is there anybody more entertaining than Joe Exotic? And is that how he is? He going to change his name legally? Joe Exotic for president? Maybe he will. President Exotic. (laughs) And is the tiger going to be his vice presidential running mate? Serious question, though. If you had to choose between Joe Biden... Or voting Joe Exotic in 2024. Serious question, who would you vote for? I'd go Joe Exotic all day long. Uh, Seven days a week. Right. I can't vote for Biden. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you know know it would be entertaining. When was the last time? That's a hands down. It would definitely be entertaining. Yeah, for sure. That dude's a showman, right? (laughs) Um, All right, getting back to some serious news, though. Um, we also had some fun laughing at people with mustaches during the break, but we'll save that for another um, for another show. All right. So getting back to the serious uh, Hunter Biden story, and this really should be. I mean, we, what we've got going on with the fact that and yes, by the way, we are going to say, in fact, I was going to save this clip from for later on the show. It's a quick one from Tucker Carlson um, because the two were tied together. 
everything going on right now in the U.S. government is it, it, and what's been going on in the past few years. Are we are we nothing but a banana republic at this point? I open the show by saying, do I even recognize my own country? We've got American uh, people that have been thrown into the gulag, thrown into solitary confinement, denied bail, denied their constitutional rights. It specifically says in the U.S. Constitution, the government is required. They are in, in one of the amendments. I think it was fourth or fifth. The government is required to provide exculpatory and mitigating evidence, yet it was denied. Our elections are stolen. We've got, and it was stolen in 2020, to put a dude in office who sold out the the government when he was vice president to cook up deals for his family. Does it get any more banana republic than that? That's kind of what I think of when I think of this Tucker clip. Please play. In order to support Joe Biden's policy in Ukraine, you have to support what the government of Ukraine is doing with American tax dollars, including cracking down. Wait, that's the wrong clip. Sorry, I didn't tell you which clip. The one that the shorter one, we're going to play that for later, but it's the one where he says about Jan 6 and the election. January 6th, I think is probably second only to the 2020 election is the biggest scam in my lifetime. And you know it is because they become completely hysterical when confronted with any facts that deviate from their lies. Exactly. Jan 6 was about what? Covering up the fact that we're now a banana republic and our election was stolen. And so to double down on the banana republic of stolen elections that don't matter, they had to go banana republic in our justice system and expanding it from being weaponized against Donald Trump to being weaponized against everyday Americans for their political viewpoints. At the same time that the Department of Justice has been weaponized against Trump, a former president of the United States. And meanwhile, we got all this crap going on with Joe and Hunter Biden. And and just and and when he said there that you know that it's it's serious and you know that you're on the right track because they get hysterical every time you mention it. Same thing about Hunter Biden. They want to act like, you know, because Ivanka Trump had, you know, a dress line or something which was still going on at the time that tr- Trump became president that it's the same thing as to what happened with Hunter Biden, but absolutely not. And even what um even what James Comer has revealed so far is really enough. Do we even really need to go any any further with anything? We know that crimes were committed. Where's the Republican Party they should be impeaching? Look, when when they got to tax evasion with Al Capone, they stopped and they and they slapped some handcuffs on him. When are we going to do that here? When's the Republican Party going to officially file impeachment? Uh, articles of impeachment and even though it's going to get stopped in the senate and it won't get voted into the senate they have to show it matters well they have to show it matters this is a national security risk don't be yammering at us about ukraine when the greatest security risk that we face right now is presented to us by the occupant of the white house because he's bought and sold by the chinese communist party some more uh some more details here um, I already talked about it. it was a $3 million wire transfer that came in weeks after Joe Biden left the vice presidency, just on the heels. You, I mean, is there anybody out there dumb enough to believe that just weeks later that it wasn't tied to what he did as vice president? And soon after that, Comer said hundreds of thousands of dollars in payout went to members of the Biden family. The Biden family had previously negotiated a deal with CEFC from which Joe Biden, the big guy, would receive 10 percent equity. And remember, the 10 percent um, to the big guy was already known before the 2020 election. In 2017, Hunter earned a million dollar legal retainer from that company's chairman, Ye Jingming. 
Hunter also received a large diamond from Ye worth about $80,000 in February of 2017. It also involves uh, the the suspicious activity reports also involve uh, money involving Ukraine, which we already know all about Ukraine. Yeah, let's go ahead and play that Tucker clip uh, about Ukraine, because I think it's relevant. In order to support Joe Biden's policy in Ukraine, you have to support what the government of Ukraine is doing with American tax dollars, including cracking down on faithful Christians within the borders of Ukraine. Zelensky is now closing churches belonging to the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. He says the country needs spiritual independence. So you have to ask yourself, he's literally shutting churches and arresting priests and nuns. This is happening on the Internet. You can see it if you want. So why aren't Christian leaders in the United States saying anything about this and instead endorsing it effectively, as Russell Moore and many others have? Great point. There's a reason why Joe Biden and the Democrats are all in on Ukraine. Biden, of course, is loving him some Ukraine because because they're still as corrupt as they ever were. And and this is just a great way to try to pretend and try to cover up. I mean, the Democrats are masters of Hillary Clinton, right? To use an example, coordinating with the Russians and and, and Russian nationals, right, to cook up. Uh, colluding with them to cook up lies about her her opponent and then when he tries to defend himself you know she's 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 guilty of actually what she's accusing them of doing right and so the way to try to cover up for joe biden to cover up and deflect and change the conversation and distract from the crimes that he committed as vice president with his son involving ukraine Suddenly, we've got to go all in. Suddenly, you're either all in and supporting Ukraine and sending them trillions of taxpayer dollars, or you're a, or you're a Putin puppet, right? We not only have no national security interest in it over there, but we don't have any interest in Ukraine. I have nothing in common with the Ukraine government. They are they are not fighting for democracy. They are not a democracy. They're part of the new world order, great reset, communist crap. They're a future great reset communist crap hole is what they are. And I don't want another dime going to them. And I don't support that. And to support them is to go socialist and to go communist. And so shame on any preacher who knows what's going on over there and knows what Zelensky is doing. He's shutting down churches on top of the fact he shut down any opposition political parties. And then he's he shut down any any uh, opposing viewpoints in the media. He's basically gone full dictator. He might as well be dictator in a drag, given the past entertainment work that he's done. That's probably what's coming next. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Selwyn Duke from The New American about socialism coming to the United States of America. A lot of people saying on the left, you know what? We don't need Joe Biden in 2024. We need old Bernie Sanders. Yeah, well, we're going to talk to Selwyn Duke about it all when we come back. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have y'all with me tonight. Don't forget to follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Show. Email me at andreakshow.com. And if you miss tonight or any part of any any show, uh, feel free to download our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Joining me back tonight, second time in a week, because we just think he's amazing, is, is a guy whose name is almost as cool, neck and neck for the favorite, coolest name I think ever was a guy I went to LSU with. His name was King Mott. 
What a cool name, right? King Mott. Well, this guy's name is almost as cool, and so is his work that you can read in the New American. It's Selwyn Duke, and he's back with us tonight. Hey, Selwyn Duke, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you, Andrea. And actually, there's a relationship there. You said King Mott. Well, my name, Selwyn, actually means royal friend. No! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome! My, my parents named my brother Roy. Roy means king, so I guess they wanted us to get along, so they they named me royal friend. I, guess that's <laughs> I <a lot>. love <laughs> that. You know what? I've never Googled what what the name Andrea means because, quite frankly, it it's it's it probably is meaningless. Um, it, you know, I guess if I want it to mean anything, it might as well, you know, um, say you know her favorite food was red beans and rice because I don't know. My parents really weren't that thoughtful when they named us Selwyn Duke. So, um, very very cool name indeed. Do you have kids? No, no, I don't. But I was going to say, with respect to your name, you've got enough going for you because you're Danny Kay's granddaughter, right? <laughs> I wish. Then I might have more bank. <laughs> no, actually. Nice inheritance there. Yeah. Well, actually, Kay is my middle name. And the, oh. name, the name of my childhood is a little political and not, not easy for people to you know spell correctly. And I'll just leave it at that. I was asking if you had any kids because I was wondering, you know, if they had cool names like yours. So certainly you've probably got some cool names planned for if and when you have children. So, um, you know, speaking of kids, I don't have any of my own, but I've got some nieces and nephews. I've got two little nieces. I call them the girlies, seven and nine years old. They live in Georgia. And I'm just so worried about the future for them because America is not what it was in my day growing up, my siblings' day when it was growing up. I think in some aspects, we're already a form of an ism, socialism or communism. Mm. And instead of us teaching the perils of it, I think in Florida, DeSantis wants it taught in every high school the evils, the perils of communism, most Americans, not only are we not anti-communist in this country, we're just pushing it like crazy, whether it's whether whatever form of an ism. In fact, your article in New American references another article you saw somewhere titled Socialism is all about expanding freedom. The propaganda is in full, uh, full effect to try to push socialism on us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it certainly is, Andrea. And what they're doing is, is they're rebranding socialism. That article, I believe, and also Bernie Sanders does this, Ocasio-Cortez, Sandy Cortez does this. They like to call it now democratic socialism, Mm -hmm. so they make it sound nicer. And very interestingly, I cited this article by this Peter Dreyer. He's a professor at Occidental College. And he said, well, we democratic socialists get this. We believe that business should stay in private hands. And I'm thinking to myself, huh? Talk about a rebranding and a misrepresentation. But it's something to be concerned about. Bernie Sanders just wrote a new book titled It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. And unfortunately, socialism has gained currency in recent times, Andrea. I mean, there was this 2019 report, a poll basically, by the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation. Well, you know what it found? It found that more than 70% of millennials said they were likely to vote for a socialist for president. Mm. Wow. Now, think about that. Now, the thing is, the kicker, most of these people don't even know what socialism is. They couldn't even define it. And that's the problem. It just sounds good to them. Mm -hmm. You know, what's in a name? Well, branding is very, very effective. And 
people like others who are sociable. They like socializing. They might belong to social clubs. So socialism, it sounds very nice to them. But of course, there's nothing nice about it at all. And interrupt me again if I'm going on too long, but I'll just say here, getting back to the title of Bernie's book, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. You know, I've been telling conservatives this for years, but we really shouldn't use the term capitalism because it's been demonized and it's not surprising because it was originated, okay, as it relates to political and economic systems. It was first used by socialists pejoratively Mm -hmm. and Capital means money. So the term could be conceptualized as moneyism. So, of course, they used it pejoratively because they were trying to demonize economic freedom. And that's why that term, economic freedom, is what I like to use. It polls better. It makes more sense. And again, like I always say, control the language of the debate. Don't use the lexicon of the left. The side that defines the vocabulary of a debate wins the debate ultimately. What would be then, and we've continued to, to um, use the must word here on the Andrea K. show. We love the must Good. word. Um, but, but what would be one word we can use? I mean, um, uh, you know, to use two words. I mean, what would be one word, though, that you could use to define our system? Yeah, well, I would say we have a hopefully healthy market system. I don't know if it's one word. Like I said, it's two words. It's economic freedom, but it actually does poll a lot better than capitalism. And like I said, it's not just a ploy because the origin, the genesis of capitalism, the term is very, very dark. Like I said, that's socialist handiwork. So I embrace it. You know, it reminds me of what G.K. Chesterton said about conservatives. We always make this mistake. He said, the business of progressives is to go on making mistakes. The business of conservatives is to make sure mistakes aren't corrected. So they make, Great quote. from their perspective, a mistake, but they originate the term capitalism, and then conservatives take that ball and run with it, and then we wonder why we're losing this battle. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's really terrible. But when you look at this rebranding, you know, it really is something very, very nefarious. And like I said, these democratic socialists, Andrea, they like to claim that they think that business should stay in private hands. Okay, well, even if they're sincere There's no way it's going to end up that way. What they say is, we want it in private hands. We just think the government needs to intervene to make sure that business owners, quote, do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Well, therein lies the problem. One, how do you define the right thing? Who defines it if you're not going to use the invisible hand of the market, as I think Adam Smith said? And what happens ultimately when you have this government intervention is it kills business, businesses falter, then government has to step into the breach and take over. One example, democratic socialists like rent control. What happens when you have rent control? What happens is that building owners, landlords, well, they can't turn the necessary profit. They stop maintaining their buildings, right? They become dilapidated. Then one of two things will happen. Either people start complaining and the complaints become so loud that the government has a pretext for stepping in and taking over, or the landlords, as the governments, just pile regulation upon regulation on them, go under, they go south, and then the government has to step in again. And this would be replicated in industry after industry, even under the so-called democratic socialism. That's why it would always boil down to true socialism, in my estimation, where the government would end up largely, if not completely, controlling business, controlling the means of production.
Well, I'm glad you made that point because that's something that I've talked about on the show many times, maybe not so eloquently. We're talking to Selwyn Duke, uh, who's got, uh, who writes uh, a lot in New American. He's also written for the Hill Observer, et cetera. Um, you know, cause I've had people tell me, Oh, that's, you know, this communism, this isn't communism. Stop talking about communism. Communism is when the government owns the means of production. And my argument has always been, do they not, you, uh, who cares about the pink slip, right? If the government's able, mm to control every aspect of your business and tell you like during COVID when you're allowed to be open uh, how far apart your seats have to be um, what you're allowed to serve your customers, what you have to pay people, what the minimum wage has to be, what you have to provide for them in your benefits packages, how many sick days they're allowed to have, what the leave pay is for what, and on and on and on. Is that not government owning the means of production? Well, yes. And in fact, it's something else. It's very, very interesting. And they don't like it. The left doesn't when you point this out. But you have to remember something. If you're going to say that what you want is you just want the government making sure that business owners do the right thing, what you really want is the merger of corporate and government power. Now, that's known as corporatism. But, Andrea, it's also known as something else. Fascism. Listen to this. Yes. Benito Mussolini He was probably the main founding father of fascism. And as he put it, he said, fascism should rightly be called corporatism, as it is the merger of corporate and government power. So if you want to put an ism on it, ultimately, that's what these people are advocating. And like I said, it's very, very destructive. It's not going to end well at all. Not right. All. And um, ahead, yeah. I, yeah, excuse me for interrupting before I forget, but I'm yeah. flashing on the guy from Shark Tank uh, who was describing, isn't this what they're doing with with our uh, banking system now? Uh, you know, the, the merging of government. I mean, whether you want to talk about it nationalizing. I mean, basically, after what happened with SVB going under the government coming in and saying, we're going to cover everybody, whether they're uninsured or not. Um, that's, you know, to me, the same thing. That's that's government merging with the bank and at what Kevin O'Leary I think was talking about today was instead if, if the people who completely misrun this this bank don't have to suffer any consequences for it and it was and it was misrun involving largely these big money investors and a lot of big donors like the Clinton people there should it, the the protection should be from the FDIC to those under $250,000 and everybody else should have to suffer the risks that they themselves took in this game and if they don't then there's nothing to, down the road to stop anybody else going on and making whatever future mistakes they want to make and whatever bad management decisions they want to make on the bank because the government's now in. Did I did I analogize that right? Perfectly. Listen, there's a saying, the result of shielding men from the effects of folly is to fill the world with fools. Now, what we're talking about here and what you just articulated goes way back. We had that financial collapse in 2008. What happened? You had these big investment houses that took ridiculous risks and went under. But here's the thing. Many of those investment houses had been around for a century or more. How is it that they suddenly had forgotten how to assess risk? They didn't. What happened was, starting in the 90s, I believe, you had these big bailouts And at the time, they were called, don't quote me on the exact name, but something like the Argentinian bailout. They had foreign names, but they were actually big bailouts by the U.S. government of investment houses that made ridiculous investments. And then they got the message, hey, you know what? We don't have to worry about risk. We can roll the dice. If it pays off, 
We hit it big. If everything falls through the floor, the taxpayer is going to be there to bail us out. And again, the result of shielding men from the effects of folly is to fill the world with fools. You perpetuate this irresponsible behavior, these irresponsible investments when you do these things, when you capitalize, to use that term, capitalize profit but socialized losses like and, that. Right. And in the case with SVB, what was these bad risk-taking propositions? What were they doing so irresponsibly and stupidly with the money? It's even more than just the low-interest bonds and treasuries. It was crap like $73 billion, I think it was, to, or a million dollars to Black Lives Matter. It was all their SG, ESG stuff. So that's why the Democrat Party and the Biden administration wants to come in and rescue it, because this bank was all about their communist leftist agenda, right? So that, to me, also ties it into uh, not just folly, but also the, the fascism equation. Am I wrong there? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, look, if you look at corporate America today, you'll see that it has become completely woke. And there are multiple reasons for that. I mean, we've got entities such as BlackRock, for instance, putting pressure on them to become woke if they want money, if they want financing. That's just one aspect of it. But the truth is, is they're pushing political correctness six ways to Sunday. They're facilitating the Democrat agenda. And that, of course, is why the Democrat Party is four square behind these corporate entities. And it really is terrible. It's another example of how conservatives now are really behind the eight ball. You know, Andrea, you know this as well as I do. Decades ago, the stereotype was that the Republicans were the party of the rich. That's not the case anymore. I mean, it's the Democrats now who are joined at the hip with corporate America. And unfortunately, we have now this huge nexus between big government and big business. Again, that's reflective of fascism, the merger of corporate and government power. And it's very, very destructive. If you have that, you do not have a healthy free market system because you have the government tilting the playing field Mm -hmm. and the big corporations love that because they can get it tilted in their favor by greasing politicians' palms and they can hurt their competition that way. And that makes it tougher on the little guy on small businesses that might actually compete with corporate America and that maybe don't support the Democrat Party. Right. Well, royal friend, Selwyn Duke, we appreciate you being here tonight (laughs) and hope to have you back real soon again. This article is at New American and you can follow him on Twitter at Selwyn Duke, which is S-E-L-W-Y-N-D-U-K-E. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, Andrea. And God bless. You too. God bless. All right. Stay tuned. we got more coming up on the other side of the break. Going to give you some information on when you can win a $50 gift certificate to Iron Mountain Outfitters. Don't go away now. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, check in emails during the break, which I do. AndreaKShow.com. Email me there. Got an email. Was wondering if Financial Thought Doctor um, was on tonight. No. Uh, Dave Elhoff, Financial Thought Doctor, will be back tomorrow. I had just had him on Monday. Uh, he's going to be back tomorrow to give us a banking update and uh, as well as an economic update. He's going to do, be doing some research between now and then. And then he will be back next Wednesday at his regular time. 
Um, another part of the email says um, he recently fa- found out that his 401k has been managed by AI. Is it the possible that is it possible that the bank re- recent bank debacle could be traced to investors in these big financial corporations having any sway using AI for their purposes? Interesting question. Thank you for that. Um, um, uh, Mo emailed Ola. Listen to him very little now. Live in Mark Levin. Surprised how much he supports Ukraine. Says it's really important for us. You more than I do. Um, you know more than I do. I do not know why. Um, look, if I, uh, it's really important to us. The people that want to continue to say that it's really important to us cannot give me a cogent, clear answer as to why it's important. And if you can't come and to say that we just can't let Putin, uh, you know, all the talking points are generic. They're just generic. Nobody can convince me at this point that there's a legitimate reason for us. And um, you got a question. Uh, I I stopped listening to Levin a long time ago. I think he's brilliant on on the Constitution and a lot of constitutional issues. Um, But I think that he is employed by Fox News on a TV show and has to take certain positions, I think, in part as a result of that. Um, And I think he's just very establishment. uh, And, uh, you know, um, his best friend is Sean Hannity, who I think has been revealed as far more establishment than conservative. So um, people are entitled to their own opinions. I don't share that. Um, Speaking of not ability to be uh, an inability to make cogent statements, this is actually kind of cogent on Biden's part. You know, we like to we like to pull the occasional dose of of uh, discombobulation and non-clarity. Here's Joe Biden once again, thinking that he can charm the socks off of everybody and really good with the jokes clip six. Oh wow i didn't see you all up there <laughs> holy mackerel don't jump <laughs> what he's looking at some people on a balcony and and quips don't jump why did anybody laugh at that can you explain that to me skins it's no because it wasn't funny, funny. I mean, why do we have so many people in this country that are willing to prop this evil, demented, corrupt crap weasel up? Look, I, I have I have respect for the office of the presidency. At least I used to. I started the show by talking about whether or not I recognize America. Even in the 90s with Bill Clinton, you know, we thought we had a bad with Bill Clinton. I mean, can we compare? Clinton could be funny. No, I just mean in general, in terms of, you know, having having respect for the presidency or the office of the presidency. uh, You know, I have, you know, I look back on Bill Clinton and think, you know, compared to what we got today, man, that was those were some good times. That was that was a good guy compared to what we got right now. Hey, coming up next hour, stay tuned. I reached out to Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners to be here tonight to pick up the conversation about the gun grab going on with Joe Biden.